Hello, hello. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about something personal but style related, and that is going to be the last year of my journey while head covering because I've been getting some questions over this last year and I've learned so much about myself and it's really been an incredible spiritual journey for me and I just want to share some of my thoughts because people have been asking and I figure a recap is probably in order. So buckle on up and let's jump into why Stacy covers her hair. Hey there lovely, welcome to the Radiantly Dressed podcast. Do you want to feel beautiful and confident and look put together in your clothes? Do you find yourself scrolling Pinterest looking for capsule wardrobes and outfit ideas? Do you walk into your closet hoping for an easy wardrobe solution only to feel frustrated and frumpy when nothing looks or feels like you want it to? Hey there, I'm Stacy. I'm a busy homeschooling mom juggling life, business, and struggling with autoimmune disease. Just like you, I felt overwhelmed and frustrated with my closet and wished I had an easy to put together wardrobe that reflected who I am on the inside the woman that God is constantly refining. But I just could not figure out how to have easy mornings and authentic style until I found the power of color analysis and capsule wardrobes. In this podcast, you'll find how to wear and use your best colors, a proven framework to create an easy closet full of clothes you love, and how to do it all in a way that honors who God created you to be so that frumpy fashion doesn't get in the way of your faith and mission. So put in your favorite earrings, swipe on some lipstick, and let's get dressed. Hey there, sister. This is usually the part of the episode where I tell you what's going on, what the latest new thing is that we're doing. I tell you about a program or how you can get connected, but I am on maternity leave. So if you would like to connect with me, the team at Radiantly Dressed, work on your style, I have a couple different ways that you can join in even while I'm on maternity leave to get you moving forward in your personal style journey. Number one, please join the free Facebook community we have. It is wonderful. We have over a thousand amazing members inside. That's at christianstylecommunity.com. Number two, if you're really struggling with your self-image and how you feel about yourself and you're ready to learn to love what you see in the mirror and move forward confidently with your day in a style that suits you, then I invite you to join the Radiant by Design membership. It's only $7 a month. You will get all kinds of amazing course content, mindset work, uh, biblical mindset work, um, and just really begin to learn who you are in God's eyes, and that is at radiantbydesigncollective.com. You can also get connected by following any of the links below this episode that will lead you to free affirmations, creating a free color palette, or any of the other courses, programs, and digital products that I offer. I can't wait to see the radiant woman that you'll become over the next few months. The truth is, I look back on this journey and I find it completely surreal. (laughs) Um, It's just one of those things that I would have never imagined that would be a part of my life. Uh, for so many different reasons, kind of like I never imagined that I would have seven kids, but you know, here we are. Um, one of the things, if you told me a decade ago that would have happened, I would have told you, no way, you're crazy. That is not happening. But God, right? But God sometimes just asks us to do things, and so we do them. And the truth is, I don't talk about this a lot. Um, of course, if you've if you've joined my courses or you've seen me or you're in my Facebook group or anything else, you obviously see that I cover. Um, and it's not something it, it's interesting because I 
as an image consultant, I am hesitant to talk about it too much because I don't want people to think that I expect it from them. But I'm also not going to disobey what God is calling me personally to do. And I'm going to address some of those questions later in this episode as well. But to start with, I guess I will share the story, in case you've never heard it, about how I ended up head covering. Um, I did not grow up in any denomination that practiced head covering um, or even long hair. I grew up in the Church of Christ, if anybody wants to know, and um, left the church for many years in my 20s, came back to more of a non-denominational perspective. Uh, when I was about 30, I guess, had a true conversion experience. Um, I don't know if this is really related, <laughs> but um, it's just kind of a backstory. Um, and, and really, that's when my relationship with God really became full-fledged. Um, and I began to really follow truly and experience like his work in my life in so many different amazing ways, <laughs> more than I have time to talk about today. Um, And so interestingly enough, um, I have worn short hair for most of my adult life. I've had a few periods with long hair. Um, My hair was long when I met my husband because I knew that men liked long hair. So I grew it out because I was ready to get married and start a family. And it worked. (laughs) And then I cut it off after our first baby. And I kept it pretty short for the majority, for like many years, right? And he didn't love it, but he eventually just learned to let me <laughs> do what I wanted to do. Um, and when I say short, I mean, I kept my hair around chin length. Um, and so interestingly enough, this process of head covering did not start by God asking me to head cover. Uh, it actually started feeling convicted about the length of my hair. And so I started to feel a stirring about growing my hair out. Um, and I knew it was in the Bible because you know, I, I went to seminary school. I spent three years getting a master's degree in biblical studies. I know it's in there. Sometimes I don't know where it is, but I know when it's in there. Um, I knew it was in there talking about the hair being a, a hair being our glory and hair being a covering and long hair. Um, I wasn't entirely sure what exactly it said. So I just felt the stirring and I committed to go find the passage and start studying it. And It was really clear originally not to cut my hair. And so my first commitment was, okay, I'm going to let my hair grow out. And that was pretty easy, um, which felt great because I had fought keeping my hair short for so long, not against God really, but it's just what I wanted to do. It felt more manageable. It felt more me. Um, And so to have that conviction, that first conviction to grow out my hair and have it be so peaceful and not feel like my spirit was warring against it was really beautiful um, to know that God was in it and God was leading me to where he wanted me to go in his own time, right? And in his own time in relation to where I was and where I was ready to be. And it took about a week (laughs) of studying that passage before I got hit with a conviction to cover. Um, And I only knew of one other person who covered, and it was somebody I knew on Facebook, not in real life even, someone I know on Facebook that was actually friends with my husband. It was one of my husband's um, friend's wives. And I had seen her pictures, and I had seen that she covered. And I saw her out in public one time across a crowded grocery store. um, And she was, you know, covered at that time too. And this was literally my only ever exposure to head covering from a Christian perspective. I knew nothing about this. Okay. Knew nothing, knew nothing. So after studying the passage, um, after being convicted that it means that we are, you know, I'll go into this a little bit. After being convicted that it's time for me to start head covering, 
I began to, no, the next thing I did after that was to share this with my husband um, and to kind of get his opinion. And it was really interesting because he was totally on board with me doing this, maybe because he had a friend that covered, so he wasn't completely foreign to him, but he was totally on board. He was like, if, this what you, if that's what you feel like you need to do, I'll totally support you. And I have to say over the last year, he has been completely and 100% supportive. Um, I know that some women, because I'm in different groups of covering women, some w- women's husbands are uncomfortable with it, um, even when they feel convicted to do it. But my husband has just been nothing but supportive. Um, we go out in public all the time, and I'm always covered fully, and he doesn't blink an eye or care one whit about what anyone else thinks. And I'm just really grateful for his support, especially in an area where I just really do feel so strongly convicted, and it's been such a great, amazing growth area for me. So the next thing I did was to start looking at different types of coverings <laughs> um, because I knew I was going ha- to have to make some purchases and make some decisions. And I ended up buying a few different things to try. And I found my own style, which really made me happy, which is full covering for the most part. Um, and really part of that is because there is a... <clears throat> Part of it is part of my conviction issue, generally speaking, but part of it is also just ease. Um, I found that headband type styles and half coverings um, were just really fidgety for me, and I ended up messing with them more often than not, and I just really want something simple that I don't have to mess with. Um, It allowed me the freedom to wash my hair twice a week and not worry about fixing it, which is really nice. Um, And so I prefer a full covering style. Um, I typically use scarves and wrap that way. And that is what I prefer. So just to kind of recap how this all happened. First, I felt God calling me to grow out my hair. After studying the passage, I felt God calling me to um, to cover my hair. Uh, I talked to my husband to get his opinion, and he was great. And then I experimented a little bit and found a style that works for me. And the truth is that the first time I covered, even at home, um, it felt a little strange But it felt very natural and very authentic and very true to who God is asking me to be from the beginning. Um, I felt more confident. I felt more beautiful. I felt um, very much like I was in the position before God that I was supposed to be. Um, which is sort of a complex statement. And I don't mean anything by that to anybody else. It's just how it made me feel. Um, One of the things that came about from this was also that, um, you know, my husband has some issues with the church and we have been out of church for many years. And it's something that I've prayed about um, because it's complex when you have a large family. Um, It's just, it's been difficult. And one of the things that came about over this last year Um, was that my husband committed to finding a church and we started going back to church, although we've been out sick for (laughs) like half a year now. Um, But yeah, um, it's been really interesting to kind of see the silent change in my husband um, because, you know, head covering is a symbol of authority. It says it very specifically in 1 Corinthians 11 that it's a symbol of authority. Um, And it's one of those silent symbols that tends to, for me at least, um, it actually has brought about more spiritual leadership in my husband, um, which has been something I've prayed about for many years. Um, and so it's just been very rich um, from a personal perspective, a personal 
um, confidence perspective, I find that it released me completely from societal expectations about what other people think about me because that first time you go out in public with your head covered is definitely an experience, right? I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't know how people would treat me. I didn't know if I would be disrespected in public. And I've honestly found the opposite to be true. I tend to get more respect from people in public. Um, people tend to, yeah, it's just really, it's a really strange thing. Um, I, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. But I have never once in the last year had anyone say anything negative to me about head covering in public from strangers. Um, the only negative comments I've received actually have been from close family. And, and that's one of the things I'm going to talk about here in a minute. And so I'm going to answer some questions now, some things that I get asked a lot specifically. I have a list I'm going to address. Um, and I'm going to try not to step on any toes, but I'm going to be completely honest here um, about what I think and what I believe. And you can take it or leave it. Um, if you feel stirred in this area, I would truly encourage you to go to the Bible with no preconceived notions. Um, study it on your own, right? And let be open to the Holy Spirit. Don't think that you already know the answers. Don't think you already know what it says that I would encourage you to do this with a fully open heart, trusting God to lead you to the right path. Okay, having said that, I am now going to answer some of the questions that I get a lot um, and just kind of clarify my thoughts on them and what I believe and what I have learned over studying this passage last year, um, reading other exegetical analyses from lots of different people on this subject, um, and what I have really gleaned as a student of head covering. So the first question I usually get is, why do you cover? <laughs> I cover because I read 1 Corinthians 11, and I was convicted that covering is not an outdated cultural practice. It is something that we are still supposed to do as Christian women, and it is not a command and not a salvation issue, but it is a guideline specifically for how we are supposed to behave in certain settings, which I will describe a little bit later in just a minute. The next question that usually comes up is, do you cover full time or only at specific times? So I guess I'm going to go ahead and answer that question. Um, my perspective and my knowledge and backed up by scripture and word studies and studying the original language, which I was trained to do in seminary school, is that we are supposed to cover for corporate worship, um, group worship, and we are supposed to cover when we are praying and prophesying. Um, and the word prophesying here being used in the context of when we are speaking or talking about God. Um, so that would be essentially for me, um, now <laughs> recording the podcast, um, when I'm working with my clients, obviously as a Christian image consultant, um, when I am teaching my children, um, as a homeschool mom, when I am, um, I just lost my train of thought. Um, anytime really I'm talking about God. Um, and so also one of the reasons that I do, I do cover full time for the most part, mostly full time, um, is because we are also commanded in Thessalonians to pray without ceasing, which I don't. <laughs> okay, I don't. I don't pray without ceasing. But if I'm going to, um, I would rather just already be covered and not have to worry about it. Um, if I'm going to talk about God randomly, I would rather be covered and not have to worry about it. Um, I will say that one of the things that God laid on my heart in this area was not to be legalistic because I found that I was occasionally feeling self-righteous in regards to this area. 
And I think his solution was to um, pull me back a little bit because there are times when I don't cover. Um, I do not cover when my hair is wet because I don't want breakage. Um, I don't cover when I sleep. Um, I cover halfway in certain situations that are volatile. And I will go into that here in a minute on a different question. Um, and if I get a headache, I would take it off. And so it's, it's one of those things I aim to cover full time, but I, there are times when I don't. Um, and, and that is my reasoning. I know there are women who choose other things. Um, and again, my whole point here really is this. Um, God didn't ask me to head cover 10 years ago. <laughs> um, he asked me a year ago is when it came a part of my life. Um, and we are all on different journeys with God and he is all growing us in different areas and teaching us different things. There are hundreds of guidelines and commands in the Bible and none of us follow all of them. Okay. Um, and so I don't, I don't ever want to make someone feel bad or make them feel like they're, I don't know, like I'm better than them because that's not it at all. Um, this is where I'm at in my personal spiritual journey with God. This is what he has asked me to do. Um, and I'm answering these questions truthfully for probably the first time ever because this is what I believe and this is what I have learned studying scripture. And I just want to be honest about what God has shown me um, and encourage you that if you're curious to do the same. The next question um, is how to deal with negative reactions. <laughs> I mentioned before that I have never... Um, received any criticism or judgment or negative comments when I'm out in public. I actually, the most common thing people say to me is they actually compliment me on my scarves, which totally fun. Um, I've had a, a couple people kind of just ask me and I just gave them a short version of this podcast. Basically, um, I just felt convicted and people are really respectful of that. Like they're just really, okay, great. That's what you're doing. Good for you. Um, but the negative reactions I have experienced have been from my closest family, um, specifically my parents um, have been the most vocal. Um, and so one of the things that I have done to kind of mitigate that is, number one, when I am at my parents' house visiting, which we go several times a year, um, I will typically opt for a half wrap instead of a full wrap because it's less obvious and makes them less uncomfortable. Because I am trying to balance obeying what God is calling me to do with the other command to honor our parents, um, which can be really, really hard. Um, and so finding that balance has been difficult. Um, and I think it's one of those things where when we do something like this, it's not ever the strangers that really say anything. It is going to be the people closest to you that kind of give you the hardest time. Um, and really just reminding yourself um, that God has called you to something and that he does expect our obedience. He does expect us to comply when he puts a request upon us. Um, and obedience does bring tremendous blessing. Um, and that we will just have to <laughs> figure out a way with God's help and guidance to, you know, bridge that gap. And I don't feel, I don't feel like I am doing anything wrong when I choose to only cover halfway. Um, I don't think there's any command in the Bible that tells us specifically how to cover. The passage does talk about covering our head. And there is some, you know, there's some analysis to be had there about what constitutes the head. Um, but again, we are all walking our own spiritual journey. And God is teaching us different things at different times. And so that is something that we each have to walk out and study and live out in our own relationship with God. 
The last question here is, what is the biblical basis for head covering? I am going to simply point you to 1 Corinthians 11, which is where the passage is found. Um, It is not an easy passage. It has a lot of complexities to it. Um, Even as somebody who is trained in studying the original languages and trained in word studies and trained in exegetical exegetical analysis, um, it is not an easy passage. But I think that it gets more difficult when we come at it with a preconceived notion about what it means. For example, head covering is not practiced in our society here in America. Um, However, if you think about the history of women in America, that is actually a fairly new construct. Women typically did cover their hair um, throughout the first half of the 21st century, and it was only around the time of the 60s when um, feminism became a large part of our society's mindset that this fell out of fashion. So if you think about the historical and cultural context, um, head covering for women has actually been practiced for most of history, other than about the last, what, 70 years. Um, And so if you kind of let go of that thought process about what does it mean culturally, is it applicable to today, um, and really just come at the passage with curiosity and a desire to learn what God means in the passage and not try to think about it in any way. Um, Any of the things you've heard about, you know, it's cultural or the hair is the covering or any of those things, just forget them. Try to forget them in the moment and read the passage for what it is. And I don't know what God's going to tell you. I don't know what God's going to put on your heart when you read the passage. Um, That's between you and him. Uh, One of the things that I would like to leave you with as I wrap this episode up is that I am not your Holy Spirit, okay? Um, I am recording this episode and I'm talking about head covering because I get a lot of questions and because I have been doing this for a year now and it has been a really interesting experience for me, both as a wife, as a mom, as a daughter, as a business owner, as a stylist. Obviously, this is a huge part of my image, which is what I teach and talk about. Um, it's just been a crazy, amazing experience for me. And I did want to talk about it because I do want to give God the glory for what he's doing in my life and how he has changed me. Um, but I do want you to know that there is no expectation on my end for you to head cover at any point in time. Um, I will share my thoughts with you if you ask me, which people have. So I'm sharing them today. Um, and I will tell you what I believe and I will tell you about my experience with it. But ultimately at the end of the day, we are each walking out our own sanctification journey with God. And it looks different for all of us. Um, there are guidelines and commands in the Bible that I am not following. You know, um, this one I am at this point in time, but there are others that I'm not, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a self-righteous person. I'm trying not to be self-righteous. Um, anyways, God has to keep reeling me back sometimes, but, um, I am just simply trying to walk in Christ's footsteps. Um, and whatever that means that God is asking for me at that moment, whether it's, Trusting him to have a seventh baby or head covering or, you know, learning to hold my tongue, (laughs) uh, which is still a really difficult one. Um, Whatever he's calling me to do, I am simply just trying to obey because at the end of the day, obedience to what God is calling us to do 
is the thing that we have to focus on. Even if it feels scary and even if it feels weird and even people are going to judge us, right? Um, he is our our authority. He is the source of our salvation. He is everything. God is everything. Um, and we owe him everything. And the, you know, the, the least that I can do is to be obedient when he asks me for something that's really, really small, honestly, like covering. And so my encouragement to you today is that whatever God is asking you to do, if it feels scary or it feels weird or it feels, you know, unusual, um, just lean into that. Uh, because he is so faithful when we obey his callings and his teachings um, to truly bless us, even if it's in small ways or large ways. Um, he is so good to us when we follow him. And so I hope that you have enjoyed this very personal <laughs> podcast on head covering. Um, if you have questions, I welcome them. Um, I will actually drop my email. I think my email address is below in the comments. If you have questions, um, please just email them to me. I would be happy to answer them. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me share my heart and my experience over this last year. It truly has been beautiful. I've been so blessed. Um, and it's really just a wonderful part of my journey. And I'm excited to share it with you. Hey there, gorgeous. Before you go, if this episode inspired you and helped you to feel more confident, I'd love for you to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. Second, hop on over and join the free Facebook group at ChristianStyleCommunity.com, where you'll find Jesus-loving women just like yourself learning about style and building a dream wardrobe. Get dressed. Be radiant. Be radiant.